It's your boy, Marquis Q, back in the building. What's good in the hood? It's your boy, Ray Rashawn. And it's your boy, Easy e Welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> that boy, Eric, too excited to be on the podcast. Too excited. Bro, that boy came on like he was a guest or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> good to be back. Definitely been a while since we've been back tapped in, bro. We, uh, we ain't dropped a we ain't dropped a little podcast since what? Uh, Food for Thought. I was back in February, I think. Right through, right through the tour drive. I said we went crazy with the tape, though, Q. Yeah, we definitely went crazy with the tape. What, what tape we did? We did the J. Cole on um, the J. Cole pad not too long ago. That was yeah. what we did. Hey. We, spent, bro, we spent like four weeks doing that, bro. Only I gotta say, if you if you if you are a fan of the greatest artist of all time, Jermaine Cole, then I you need to tap back into the last pack. You know what I'm saying? Like that's all. That's what you can do for us. Like if you mess with Way to the Eight. Go ahead and go ahead and tap that. Go ahead and press play. Even if you're not listening to it, just press play. <laughs> Bruh, a lot of people show love for that on last J. Cole Pat, but a lot a lot of people like the For Your Eyes Only episode. Like that one went crazy for some reason. Bruh, I, I, don't, I, I don't even I don't know why. Why why you think that, Eric? You know, I really don't know. I'll be honest with you. I mean <laughs> I guess they wasn't tapping in before. So Bruh, but I would think that twenty fourteen Forest Hill Drive would get the most fans because you know what I'm saying, people always mm-hmm. but I don't know. Maybe people want, just want to hear us break down, you know what I'm saying, the mm-hmm. last album. You know, I mean, not the last album, but the last one we did in the pack. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. How about saying, wasn't Born Center or something, wasn't like a close second or something like that, too? Born Center was the closest second, but I think I think Cold World Silent Store was the like immediate second that had like the most plays after. Okay, gotcha. They probably listened to the ones that they didn't know, the, uh, know most about. Right, right. Here's the numbers. Nah, I want y'all to hear this because a lot of people still think we can't see when they listen to the podcast or not. <laughs> For Your Eyes Only has 110. Forest Hill Drive. For, yeah, Forest Hill Drive has 35. Born Center has 34. Well, I was wrong. Cold World has 27. And Friday Night Lights has 29. So the second most played one was what Sean said was Forest Hill Drive. Try to dive into this one and t- cover not all the topics, but we're going to try to, you know, like, Talk about what we always talk about, you know, politics, you know, social media, what's going on in the world, pop culture, you know, what we what we base our, our podcast off of. But um, we got a very special guest coming in to join us on this podcast. Uh, Eric, you want to do the honors? Sheesh. Well, yeah, I take it on. For those that don't know, we've got the one and only, the Penny Hardaway, if you know him by that, aka Joshua Wiley. Come on on and introduce yourself, my boy. Yes, sir. Yeah, um, it's your boy, you know. <laughs> Joshua, you know, you know, aka Penny, um, big fan of the show. You know, I'm, I always listen. You know, here are my guys, Q, Sean, my LB, Eric. You know, I just wanted to get in, get on the pie. You know, just share my thoughts. You know, what I'm saying I'm happy with what they got going on. You know, I'm proud of the stuff they got going. I just, I'm a fan, so I'm, I'm happy to be on. That's love. You know, it's. I'm gonna <laughs> take part of the blame because you was really supposed to be on this in the first season. I don't, I don't. I guess the schedule got busy somewhere along the lines, but. 
Yeah, it's happy to have you on, bro. For real, for real. What, uh, tell the people a little bit about yourself. What you got going on, man? So this episode might be a little different because I'm not an artist or a director or none of that. You know, I'm just a regular, you know, <laughs> student. I'm getting my master's. I'm a grad assistant at uh, Columbia National University for the basketball team. So if you don't know what a grad assistant is, um, they pay for me to go to school, and I basically work for the basketball team. I do scouting, uh, recruiting, uh, a little bit of basketball op stuff, you know, pretty much everything. And I'm, the reason I'm doing that is because I plan to work in the NBA one day. I'm a big basketball head. If you know me, you know I love hoop. So, yeah, it's pretty much what I got going on right now. Bro, that's honestly a lot. That man gave his whole elevator pitches now. <laughs> he tried to downplay it. I like that. I like that. He was trying to be humble about it and everything. But, I don't know if this is a podcast or a job interview, but you got the job. Come on, Come on. Penny, he, he trying to act like people don't know who he is out here in these streets. <laughs> yeah. Bro, so what, what's, what's been, like, your main focus? As, like, you say you, like, been getting your master and stuff like that, but, like, what's been, like, your main, like, interest? Like, what's your hobbies and stuff like that? Uh, Hobbies, you know, I work out. Uh, I listen to music. I'm a big music head like you guys. Listen to podcasts. Um, I think one of my biggest interests I really be getting in is the is the market when it comes to Bitcoin, the stock market. Uh, just other ways, you know, when we all get we had, we had that position now at our age where we you know we got to find other other ways to make income. You know what I'm saying? So as we get into our careers, I think one of the biggest things I've really been trying to figure out is how I'm gonna make you know more income besides me working in the league. Hopefully, God willing, I get there. So I think that's been one of my biggest things I've been focused on right now is just having, you know, other streams of income coming in eventually. Okay. That's what's up. Yeah, you're definitely right. Because this whole, like, Bitcoin, Dogecoin, like, all this stuff, bro, like, this whole, when the shit went down with um, Robin Hood, bro, it really showed, like, the weakness of, like, the stock market. Like, this is a man-made invention, like, this whole Bitcoin, Dogecoin, like, cryptocurrency shit. And, like, a bunch of people can just get together and crash that whole shit. So... It really explored all, all the weaknesses that we believe the stock market had. Yeah, I, I honestly feel like I need to get more tapped into the to. Is it just me, but like when I hear cryptocurrency, I just be like, all right, I'm just that just sounds like something I don't need to know. <laughs> <laughs> is that me or, or you know what I'm saying? I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like personally, I'm like I would need to take a class or something. I'm just not educated to just go in. Well, not educated enough to, for me to just invest in something I don't really know nothing about. So I definitely feel you with that, Sean. Yeah, I'm a little ignorant of that topic. I mean, <laughs> if anybody can put me on, then you know what I'm saying. That's love. But. Well, I say, it sound like Penny Hardaway giving out classes. We might have to chop it up with him after the part. Definitely. I, look, I already, I already shot the text. We good. I think the thing is, that's that's what I think a lot of people think. Like when you hear cryptocurrency, people kind of get intimidated by it, but it's really not as complex as a subject as people like kind of make it to be. If you really hear somebody who's like an expert in it break it down. It's certain things that you're not gonna get off first rip, but it's it's really easy to digest once you like put time into it. I feel like, so I think mm-hmm. you know as black people and you know what we got going on, how we behind a hundred years in a lot of places in America. You know I think it's big if we hop on this. You know Dogecoin, Bitcoin, what we've seen people can do with the stock market and everything. I think it's big. Like we really need to tap into that for real, all of us. Right. No, you're definitely right, 100. percent but this is how I remember the time that we were supposed to like, you know, actually have a podcast with Josh, because it was the time we was recording um with Darian. I, I can't remember the, a spike a spike joint, and Josh came in and he was like, yeah, he's like, oh Josh, you about to be on the podcast too? He was like, nah, 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 I'm just, I'm just gonna stay back here, bro. I'm just gonna stay back here. He was like, bro, like you're already here, like you don't want to like chime in. He said, no, 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 I want my own episode. I want my own episode. So we'll, we'll get straight eventually. I heard a lot. We did get straight eventually. We definitely got straight. But- I literally came just to see y'all boys. Like, like I said, I'm a fan of the show. Like, I really came just to see y'all boys. You know, do y'all do y'all thing. Like, I came to see my OB and see y'all boys. 
you know, see it in action. I ain't even want to get in on that one because, of course, I want my own episode, but I really just wanted to chill out, hang out, see how y'all doing and stuff, like, in person. Right, right. Nah, that's respect, bro. I'm glad you pulled up. No, Captain, that's love. And you, know, you talk about podcasting a lot, Josh. You have yet to mention uh, your little ventures. You want to talk about that a little bit, or that's too much information? Oh, shit. Go ahead and plug it. You know, shameless plug. I do have my own podcast called Mark My Words Podcast. Um, It started... In July, dropped my first episode with Seventh Woods. I did six episodes in the first season. Um, it went really well, you know what I'm saying? It's, it's pretty similar to Weighted Eight. It's just in a basketball sense. I'm trying to carve out a way to talk about SC talent just in a basketball sense. Um, season two is coming very soon. I mean, I got to make some improvements. You know, I've just been busy with school and with work and everything. I'm trying to, I'm gonna try to get season two started, like, probably before summer. Um but I'm, I got some big names. I got some real big SC names that I'm not going. I'm not going to drop it on here yet. You know what I'm saying? I'm not going to drop no it. No free lunch. No free lunch. Don't, don't, don't drop it. Don't drop it. Don't drop. No Please free don't. lunch. I had some good names in the first season, but second season is going to go crazy. I'm, I promise y'all that. I got a few professionals. I got, might have a couple NBA guys. Oh, I'm not going to speak too much on it. Um, but yeah, hopefully, you know, hopefully we should do. A way to the eight, mark my words episode. And y'all come in and just talk straight hoops. You know what I'm saying? We can make that, we can make that shape. You know what I'm saying? It's it's nothing. Hey, go ahead and put go ahead and put us down there. Okay. <laughs> so kind of diving into like the whole like, premise of your podcast, Mark My Word. You say it's like centered around SE Hoops. Where actually got you interested in like playing basketball? Like where's your passion for basketball? Not just the sport, but like knowing the game and like knowledge and like, you know, going on to get your masters and you know, the job you're working right in the recruiting. Like what inspired like the whole hoop? Like, you know, dream. Um, I think that's why that's where I got the name Penny. Why why I'm so big on Penny. That's my favorite player of all time. And I remember watching him play in the early two thousands. This wasn't even like vintage Penny. It was like older, like after injury, two thousand one Phoenix Suns Penny. And I just remember watching him and just seeing his game. And I don't know, I just got expired. And of course Kobe, you know, seeing young Kobe and everything, RIP, rest in heaven to him and Gigi and everybody else who died in the accident, but just Seeing them at, a, at at an early age just really made me fall in love with the game. And then as I got older, of course, I played growing up and everything. But I think as I as I stopped playing, really is when I fell in love with it even more because I really started understanding it more. Like I really started understanding really how to how to how to play basketball, how you supposed to play basketball, how to scout, you know, mm-hmm. tendencies of players and teams, and really just understanding the game like deep, deep, deep. So I think as I stopped playing, as I got older, and I really started watching it. From afar, that's when I really wanted to do this, you know, as a career. Right. That's dope. Bruh, what, so what actually got you into, like, starting a podcast? Because a lot of people be trying to, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, a lot of people, like, kind of fray away Jeez. from podcasts because it's just like. So you, they say they, they scared, what you're saying? I mean, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Look, read between the lines, whatever y'all want to do. Look, I'm just saying, like, <laughs> with podcasting, we know historically that. Not historically. Historically. <laughs> podcast is about, I mean, probably what, what, 20, 15 years <laughs> yeah. old, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, fairly new, fairly Yeah, new. but you know what I'm saying? Like, what actually got you to, like, want to do a podcast? Because with podcasts, I don't know if anybody else knows this, well, to our listeners, it's actually hard to do a podcast because you got to be more consistent. It's not like a, a YouTube video that you can just get one of them to go viral. Yeah. And then, like, it's not a vlog. Yeah, right. so, like, with podcasts, you got to be more consistent. What, what actually made you want to like choose the podcast around um i think what made me choose podcasting is just the fact that i was i watched so many podcasts like from i i literally watched probably consistently six to seven to eight podcasts weekly you know what i'm saying from 
the Joe Budden podcast to I Am Athlete to JJ Reddick to JJ Reddick podcast to uh, it's a House of Highlights podcast with dudes who talk about basketball called Through the Wire. I just I, I literally watch podcasts so much. I was like, I really feel like I can do this. And I just realized there wasn't really a platform. Like I said, similar to y'all, it's not like SC. We got so much talent in the state and it's not that many platforms really highlighting the talent. You know what I'm saying? So I was just like, how we coming in hoop with Zion, Ja, Seventh, PJ, all these hoopers, Russ, who I've had on the pod. Like it's, it's too much talent not to highlight that. So right. I wanted to, you know, do my due diligence and really, you know, highlight the talent that we got, just like y'all doing, just in the basketball sense. That's fine. Really one of the same, honestly. Exactly. <laughs> really one of the same. That's crazy. So like, what got you? Um, well, I already asked this, but and I wanted like you to split all like what you got going on for season two, but. What do you see this podcast like going in the future? Like, I'm sure you like want to get like, like you said, bigger name artists like, you know, Zion, Ja. And then you say you got some, you know, potential NBA um, players coming to talk, you know, on the podcast. But like, where do you see like this like growing? Do you see it being on the levels like those other podcasts you mentioned? Or like do you just want this to be like a South Carolina thing? Um, I've been blessed to like have a lot of support early on. And people have already like with their connections, been able to put me in contact with athletes who aren't SC athletes. So eventually it's going to get bigger than South Carolina, hopefully, God willing. Um, I also had, like, a couple football players reach out to me and want to get on it. So it's not going to stay South Carolina basketball. I, but I wanted to keep that as the basis. As I start from the beginning, I want to keep that the basis. But eventually it's going to expand. Um, and, yeah, like, like you said, NBA players, I got a couple that I want to get on there. So hopefully – I'm not I haven't gotten to the big big dogs yet, but hopefully as it grows, as the they they'll be humble enough to come, you know, show love. You know what I'm saying? I'm not gonna shorten myself and not think that can happen. You know, hopefully I can get up there and hopefully I can get enough viewers and get enough traffic to get with the bigger podcast. I think I'm I think I'm making something special. I think I've gotten a lot of positive feedback, way more positive feedback than I expected. I kind of was just winging it, I kinda just did it, you know what I'm saying? And it, it worked out, you know what I'm saying? And I got people asking me when he's coming back, when he's coming back. And I got I got a lot of big plans for it. So hopefully it can work out and hopefully I can get the big names and it can get as big as I see it getting. But even if it doesn't, you know what I'm saying? I ain't doing it for that. I'm doing it because I love basketball and I love hoop and I love South Carolina. You know what I'm saying? So that's really the biggest thing about it. You know, it's crazy, bro, because I remember uh, when you were, you know, you know, we used to talk back at Charleston about you starting this stuff or whatever. And you just stayed real patient. Like you really could have started this a long time ago. So, um, you know, just seeing all the hard work really pay off, you know, it's inspiring. Like, when I saw you at Seven Woods on the first episode, I like, you just came out the back swinging. So, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see this take off, just to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Eric, if y'all don't know Eric, my LB, been known him for years. So, like, Eric, no, I've been talking to him about this from the beginning since the idea was an infant. Like, he he he's known about it and what is what, how it's going to be. So, yeah, he's really seen the journey. And like like you said, I've been real patient just because I ain't want to rush it. You know what I'm saying? That's why I'm not rushing season two. Like I said, you really got to be consistent. That's why I applaud y'all, you know, how consistent y'all been, and how y'all got the channel going, y'all got the uh, Wave the Eight Instagram page, like how y'all post everything. Like y'all been real consistent, even though y'all got a team and it's just me. But like, I'm not going to rush it. You know what I'm saying? I want I got a vision for my podcast and hopefully I can get it to how I want it to be. So far, I've done that. And hopefully I can just keep going with it. Yeah, no doubt, bro. Yeah, the way you going, the way you talking, bro. Like, I don't see like there any there. I don't see any reason for you not to reach the points that you're trying to like get to and beyond that. So, bro, it's iron just a matter shop, of when at this point. Yeah, iron shop is iron, bro. At the end of the day. Facts. I appreciate that. Oh yeah, no doubt, no doubt. But going into you know the whole NBA, um, what are your 
Well, this is like an open question to everybody, but like, how's everybody feeling about the NBA season so far? Good, bad? I mean, other, Takeaways. Than, other than that, that lame ass dunk contest last night, <laughs> I mean, other than that, straight, you know what I'm saying? Bruh. Did y'all think All Star Weekend was lame? Hell yes. I, think I, I, I wouldn't say lame. I think it was pretty entertaining. I think the All Star Game was was very entertaining. I think the past two years that All Star Game has been like more entertaining than oh, than recent history of of the All Star Game specifically. Listen, I agree. I'm just talking about dunk contest. I don't know <laughs> dunk contest. They had all rookies in the dunk contest, right? Nah, uh, the guy that won it, he was a rookie. Uh, he was free Bentley Bentley for a minute, but he not really. He's Bentley for a minute, yeah. I, look, I'm a always like. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to support, especially the young niggas that's actually doing something. You know what I'm saying? So, mm-hmm. I ain't going to never hate on them, but I'm just saying, like, dunk contest could have been a little bit better. We could have had, you know what I'm saying? Bro, I think the creativity aspect has left the dunk contest. Now it's just a matter of, like, who can jump the highest or who can jump the farthest. It's not about being creative and, like, doing something that's going to, like, shock the crowd. That's just how I feel. I bet things are creative. What do you think, Benny? I think the reason why we don't see a lot of the big names in the dunk contest no more is because the judges judge so hard. Like, I feel like it was a lot of dunks last night that was pretty good. That was better. That was 50s. Like, I feel like Cash's first dunk was a 50. Yeah. And he got yeah. Eight, and, and Ja had, ja had uh, quoted it was like, just why I'm not doing a dunk contest because, like, they be judging terribly. Like, you got to really look. He 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 d- jumped off the same leg he put it through. Like, right. that's hard to do. <laughs> man. And that's yeah. what everybody was saying on Twitter. Like, do y'all realize he jumped off the leg he put it through? Like, it was between the legs dunk, but he jumped off the leg, he put it through, and he was eye level. Like, I don't think these judges really be paying attention to like the details of it. But it was whack. Overall, it was whack. I agree with Sean. Like, overall, it was whack. But you know what I'm saying? They gotta figure out a way to revamp it. I feel like it's needed. I feel like they revamped the all-star game to where it's competitive every year. It's enjoyable these past two years. So they gotta re- they gotta find a way to revamp the uh, slam dunk contest. I don't know if y'all remember, like, I think it was, like, a few years back. I think the slam dunk contest had teams. I think it was, like, the East versus West. I think that was probably the worst dunk contest I've ever seen. So, I don't know where this year ranks for y'all. But, yeah, they definitely got to do something to change that. Bro, I remember that because Paul George and Damian Lillard was in that dunk contest and on Terrence Ross. And all them boys acting like they was in the damn layup line, like, taking turns dunking. I was like, bro, like, why? why I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't win without that. But as a collective, like as a collective weekend, like All Star weekend, how do you feel like it went? Not just like individual things that happened on Friday, Saturday, Sunday, but like as the events that start from Friday to Sunday, how do y'all feel about All Star weekend? I mean, I feel like it was good. I mean, that little baby shit was hilarious. But um, I think I think people know when they're coming to All Star weekend, they want to see the All Star game. Like everything else is just really that build up to it. So I think as far as the build up for it, I, like I wasn't really upset or anything like that i feel like just given the times that we're in for them to be able to kind of pull stuff off like this like i mean i appreciate it it definitely wasn't anything crazy but like they're trying to bring the normalcy back so i i appreciate it okay question that that little baby two chain <laughs> that was actually a part of all-star weekend <laughs> yeah so i didn't know that at first i thought they was just playing pickup but i guess that replaced the celebrity game if i'm yeah. not mistaken okay that's gonna be an ongoing two-on-two like thing from here on out so that's always gonna be the case Okay, okay. That's what they were trying to see, like, who's going to be on the next. Like, it's going to be, like, Lil Durk, J. Cole, Drake. Like, yeah, yeah Drake do not need to do that. Yeah, Drake definitely don't need to do it. Lil Baby shouldn't have did it either, but you know what I'm saying? <laughs> I passed the ball on layup. You know what I'm saying? 
<laughs> I really need to know where James Harden was at in all this. Like, if he was in Houston in the mix with James Harden this whole time, we they, we definitely didn't see it out there. Them boys are just partying, I guess. They ain't never went to the courts. He can't be 4 PF, bro. Like, that's not your man. You can't say that's your man. <laughs> you was born like that. <laughs> nah, little baby look like he ain't never picked up a basketball before, dog. Like, he looked like he couldn't, he's never handled a basketball before. Bro, you could tell by the way he was stretching that this was not going to be his night. Like, yeah, the stretches were the stretches right. out. He already was out of the game. When I saw he was getting advice from Jack Harlow, <laughs> I was like, yeah, this 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 not gonna be a good day for. <laughs> bro, I think he only scored one point too. Bro, I would be surprised. I, bro, every hot, bro. The thing about it is, every highlight was little baby missing. Like they had no highlights of him making yeah. any shots or doing anything good. No, but two chains are going crazy the whole time. So what what do y'all think about the All Star game though? How do y'all feel about it was this year? I mean, like like Josh said earlier, I think the last few years they actually uh like it was competitive because I, I remember a few years ago probably like when we were like in high school probably like first year of college when the um the games was lame like yeah. it used to be just you know what I'm saying like around. yeah it was just whack so I mean I feel like at a competitive level it was decent it was good like. That's all you can ask for in an all-star game. Like, have all your stars going out hooping. Just, you know what I'm saying? Just, like, on some regular pickup shit. So, I feel like it was I feel like it was good. Yeah, ever since they changed the format, kudos to Chris Paul who had it changed uh, to where, like, they do the quarter by quarter and they, like, whoever win the quarter, they donate to their charity, to, like, the LeBron yeah. team, LeBron charity, Team Durant charity. Yeah. They did that. It's gotten, like, more competitive. So, yeah, I think it's, it's been entertaining, like especially last night when Dame was hitting half court shots and Steph was in half court shots and Steph was going crazy. Yeah, they was going back and forth. You know what I'm saying? Giannis went 14 for 14. That's E guy. He went. I don't know if he went 14 for 14. He went 16 for 15. Yeah, yeah, something crazy. Uh, that's that's Eric guy. He's not gonna do that in the playoffs, but that's a conversation for another day. Never, he's never gonna do the playoffs. <laughs> yeah, I, I think the All Star game is gonna keep getting better. Uh, hopefully, the young guys can keep getting it up there because I think it was pretty good for the past two years. It's been really good. I feel like one of the things with All-Star is that um, somebody's always snubbed. So, you know, I feel like it was, you know, you had a lot of people to choose from this year. Well, now, well, you did have a lot. But, like, who do y'all feel like was snubbed from the All-Star game this year? If, if any. Devin Booker snubbed every year, ain't it? I think he ended up getting hurt. But he definitely, I don't think he was voted in um, as a starter or anything like that. He was voted in, Chris Paul was voted in before him, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think we're Derrick, not gonna talk about that. I think, Derrick, that? I think Derrick Rose was voted in before him too. For real? Chris Paul got voted in before Devin Booker. That's what I'm that's that's correct. All right, that's that's not correct. No, I think it is. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Y'all y'all think Devin y'all how y'all feel about that? Let's talk about that. I think I'll go first. I think Chris Paul is one of the most viable players in this league. Uh he went from he got traded to OKC to die. They basically traded him to die. They had a 5% chance to make the playoffs. He make them a fifth seed. Last year, the Suns go from a play, uh, a ninth seed, 10th seed to, to the playoff in a bubble, trying to get in the playing game in a bubble to a two seed when Chris Paul gets on that team. It's the exact same team. <laughs> they just added Chris Paul. They're a two seed. They're 24 and 11 right now. Right. So I think he's, he's, one, he's one of the best best point guards that play basketball. He's one of the most valuable players in this league at 36. So I, I would say Devin Booker got snubbed, but I, I don't know who you take off. You don't take off Gobert. You don't take off. Donovan Mitchell, they got the best, they got the best record in the league right now. So who do you who do you take off? You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand he got snubbed, but I just don't see who you can take off. A lot of people was mad about him not making it at the beginning, mm-hmm. but 
I don't know who you take off. Yeah. That's a fact. That's a good point. Who do you take off? Yeah. I think um Jalen Rose said they say you can't talk about somebody got snow, you can't say who they replace. So Sheesh. <laughs> Real shit. I think another sleeper who got snubbed, I wouldn't say got snubbed, but he definitely was in the conversation was DeMar DeRozan. Uh, he's having a great year. The Spurs yeah. are like a six seed right now. Nobody expected him to be this good. He's having like a, a real one of his most efficient years of, the, of of his career. So I think he's another name who's like who really should have been in there. A lot of people mad Mike Conley got picked over him uh, to replace Devin Booker when Devin Booker got hurt or whatever whatever reason he's not he didn't play. A lot of people thought it should have been uh, DeMar DeRozan over Mike Conley. But I'm happy for Mike Conley because he's been snubbed for his whole career. This is his first All-Star. So I'm happy he got one. Mike Conley was hooping out there. No, he definitely was. <laughs> Bruh, but that um, the white dude from the Pacers, he got put on before. Um, I, I think you said DeMar DeRozan. So, like, with stuff like that, like, I really don't keep up with the Pacers like that. Ever since, like, Paul George, Danny Granger, you know, George, like that, you know, fire squad. Ever since them boys, I've really been keeping up with them. And then Victor Oladipo left, too. So that that was, I think, a snub. I, I can't remember the name right now, but y'all know the guy. The white Sabonis. Guy. Yeah, Sabonis. Sabonis. Yeah. But the thing is, though, he's having a great year, though. Like, but he's not in a, he, like, he's not really in that market where you're going to, like, really pay as much attention to him. Like, they're not going to recognize him as a star, but he's really having a great individual year. So I can see why they voted him for that. And it's the Eastern Conference, too. So how do y'all feel about – um? The three point contest, like, did y'all expect Curry to win, or did you never? Know, Come on, I expected Curry to win. People got to stop forgetting who Curry is. <laughs> Curry feel like he had to remind y'all every time he stepped on the court. Greatest shooter of all time, bro. Stop disrespecting this man. It's, it's not I, even argued. He's the greatest shooter of all time. I don't think at this point it can be argued. I don't know what what you go to to argue that he's not. He's simply unbelievable when it comes to shooting. Mm-hmm. I I expect him to win, but to win it how he won it. To score 31, to hit all them shots back to back to back to back. He only missed like one, like in like the final two rounds, crazy, or the final final three racks. He hit the long one. You know how they, they installed the long jump, the long three now, the one ball, the long. He hit that. Yeah. Crazy, man. He's just different. He said, uh, I think he said um, he don't have nothing to prove, but a lot to accomplish. So, I mean, I played it all right there. Well, when you talk about him being one of the greatest shooters of all time, I think you have to talk about him being one of the biggest influences of the game of all time because. When he came into the league, bro, like, knocking down threes from, like, beyond, like, three-point line and, like, doing the whole, like, half-court heat shit, like, I feel like you have to talk about him being an influential player in the game of his, in, like, the history game, like, you know, before, well, not before, but, like, in the same conversation, him being the greatest shooter of all time. That is my opinion. Yeah, like, I agree. Like, he really made a three-point, like, be, like, something you have to guard. Like, you know niggas won't play up at half-court, but, like, when, when Curry passes half-court, and you can even see, like, different players, like, picking up on that, like, Damian Lillard, Trey Young. Like that's starting to become a like a common thing now in the NBA. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, do, but I think that started against Oklahoma City. I can't remember what year it was, but I think he was just pulling up from everywhere, and it was like, okay, he might he might really be it. Yeah, for sure. I think it's undeniable the, the impact he's had on the game. I think that's going that's what help, I think that's gonna help his legacy overall too. When people, a lot of people be debating me now, like, is he top? Where where do we put him at right now before he retired with the rings or whatever? Is he top twenty right now? Is he top fifteen right now? But I know, like you said, Keith, like that, him, kids wasn't trying to shoot three, four feet behind the three-point line before Steph got in the league. It's just people wasn't doing that. Kids wasn't doing that. It was it was seen as a bad shot, and he's he's normalized it. Definitely. We, we went from when we was little, we had to uh, – we were throwing the uh, ball of paper in the trash can. We were screaming Kobe, not, yeah. the, not the young niggas screaming Curry. Yeah. 
Like, that's just the reality of the situation. Like, mm-hmm. we can't deny his greatness. That's just what it is. For sure. For sure. For sure. So, going from the All-Star uh, weekend, and we don't have to stay on the NBA for long. I did, it, I had to wrap it up because, you know, we've been talking about the NBA for, like, at least 20 minutes. But um, how, do y'all feel, <laughs> how do y'all feel about the officiating of the NBA so far this season? Like, do you think, like, the referees are, like, doing their job? Or, like, do you think um, the calls are being called the right way? Because I've been noticing a lot more texts and flagrants and, like, you know, just over the board stuff, like, ejections and whatnot this season that I feel like I have in any other season. I feel like the NBA is trying to prevent um... – them from like officiating or letting the game go like how it was in the 90s like you know it was just real physical back then so I feel like ever since then they've really been been kind of overdoing it sometimes like I think I saw JJ Reddick got a tech for spinning the ball at the referee and it's just like crazy stuff like that or I think Donovan Mitchell got thrown out the game and it's just I don't I personally am not a fan of how they're calling it right now it's almost looking as bad as the replacement refs that one year in the NFL mm-hmm. sheesh that's a good comparison it's a good, good comparison uh, I think it's hurting the league overall I think if it, if this keeps going on in the second half of the season, Adam Silver is gonna have to do something about it. like I don't understand like what's going on. Why are they getting so many texts and stuff? And like it, it'd be over dumb stuff too. Like it'd be over the dumbest stuff. Like you gotta let these guys play their professionals. You gotta let them show emotion, brother. Basketball is an emotional game. It's a game of runs. You know what I'm saying? You gonna get emotional in the game. You gotta let them express themselves, bro. It's the NBA, especially in this stay away from their families, bro. Like this COVID stuff going on. Like a lot of people. A lot of players wasn't rocking with the season to begin with. Like, I feel like officiating got to be better in the second half of the season. Mm-hmm. You heard it here first. Mind my words. Got to be better in the next second half of the season. <laughs> got to be better. Got to be better. I'm talking to y'all. Y'all hear from y'all future boss. So, hey. <laughs> but um, switching gears a little bit, Uh, you know, we always talk about, you know, the music. And Josh, you know, you, you just say you're a, a huge fan. Um, yeah, you know, yeah. I was, I've been waiting after this. <laughs> go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. Take it. Right. Penny, we need the top five. Come on now. Top five. Artists of well, uh, who's your top five favorite rappers, artists? I don't want to just say rappers because you, yeah. you might be, you know what I'm saying? So no, nah, this but you, you you can't say artists. That's too hard. You gotta say right. Rappers, I can I, give you five. I, top five rappers. Who's your okay, top five? my top five rappers of all time, no order is well, when I'm my number one is Jay-Z. So uh, that's so. my number but I'm out the rest is out of order. Uh Lil Wayne, Andre three thousand. Uh, Nas, Biggie. That's my top five rappers. Of uh, my 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 favorite, my top five guys who I see the most influential and what I listen to. That was my top five. That's not a bad list, bro. Not a lot of bad lists. Jay, Andre. Let's Nas. Go, let's talk right now, bro. People really be disrespecting Andre, bro. <laughs> Disrespectful. Disrespectful. They really be disrespecting this man. Like this man really wasn't out here rapping. Honestly. He got a lot of kids out here. If you listen to his his style and how he rap, she got a lot out here. But when we're gonna talk about it, he's very influential. He is. I agree. Andre 2000 is definitely up there. So, but it's kind of funny because you would think that him and Young Thug would like you know be seeing eye to eye as far as that, but a lot of them like Young Thug don't fuck with Andre 2000. He said or something like that. But Wait, I, he don't fuck with him. Yeah, bro, you, you didn't see that interview, Josh. I know you saw it, bro. You heard no, you saw oh, it. I seen that. Never mind, I seen that. I, yeah, that was on. Uh, that was on expeditiously, expeditiously, ain't it? Yeah, 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 yeah. And Young Thug was basically saying that Andre, Andre three thousand is the kind of person he want. He wants other people to kiss his ass to talk to him. Sheesh. Yeah. Y'all believe that? I mean, I feel like I think it's all about perception, bro. Like Young Young Thug is a star, so Young Thug is not gonna want to talk to nobody. <laughs> Manager to talk to Andre Thousand. Like I want, I'm, I'm a young thug, so why can't I talk to you? We both from Atlanta. 
So he probably thought it was disrespect the way that he was getting told to approach Andre Thousand. I think it's all about perception. Mm. Yeah, I think I think Andre is just somebody. Period. It's it's hard to get in, in touch with him. Like he not he's not an artist anymore. He don't really be rapping no more. He, he don't he don't really give out verses. You know what I'm saying? So I feel like even even Big Boy done talked about how him like they don't really be talking like that. You know what I'm saying? Or they mm. they talk, but it's not like how you would think somebody who in it who been in a group been one of the best rap groups of all time, you know, with talk. So I feel like Thug just took it in disrespect, you know what I'm saying? He a real Atlanta hood, you know what I'm saying? Zone six nigga. So I, I feel like he took it in disrespect, but I think that's just how Andre is, bro. Like he a he a bigger person than rap. Like you can't just put him in a box of hip hop. You know what I'm Thanks. saying? I don't know if y'all seen it, but I mean Andre was talking with uh, Rick Rubin. Um they he it's crazy. He got a little show. It's called Broken Record. No S, just broken record. But um, basically, Andre was just talking about how he just doesn't really feel like the motivation to write music or anything like that anymore. And it's crazy somebody like him would say that with his lyrical and storytelling ability and all. Like he has everything it takes to be like, like if he were to constantly like put out music or at least just put out an individual project, like there's no doubt it would be like talked about like Billboard and all that kind of stuff. But it just, it sounds like he just really lost the love for it. Um, just going off of what I saw, so. Uh-huh. Yeah, I, that was a great interview. I watched the interview as well. Uh, he he basically talked about like throughout his career, like this wasn't it's not just with him retiring. He said throughout his career, he went through like having writer's block. Like and you think, how can one of the most lyric rappers of all time have writer's block? He was like, it was certain times in his career, Outcast, he didn't want to rap. You know what I'm saying? But he just did. That's some real shit. Sometimes, bro, you just you just being a sometimes you're not gonna be able to rap for. I feel like rapping is not one of them jobs that you're just gonna do for 20 years. Like that's just, yeah. you know what I'm saying? You probably you can, but more like a moment, a moment in your life type of thing. Yeah, you capitalize like, on it's it. like a, it's like a stepping stone if you think about it. Like you look at somebody like Jay Z, you see his rise, and I think he just sold uh, correct me if I'm wrong. What's it called? Ace of Spades? Is that what the drink was called? And I think he sold that for like I, I don't even know how much, but it's really a stepping stone for people that have bigger ideas than just the present moment. Bro. They say Jay Z already made two hundred million dollars in twenty twenty one, right? So far, made like profit off of. And then he also gave. I think he gave his owners the owners a title when they. Uh, it was like sixteen of my like Rihanna, J. Uh, J. Cole, Usher, some other people. He gave them like three percent, and apparently that's like worth. I think it was like more than like nine million dollars or something like that, and mm. that's just crazy because he's always wanted to give back. So. Nah, yeah, for sure. I was talking to my coworkers earlier today, and. Title is trying to partner with some other, I guess, music platform to make Title like the main um, music platform that artists can make money off of. Because if you look at the other ones, Spotify, Apple Music, and you know just the other ones. So, but Title is pioneering to be like the biggest platform or like the largest platform to give money back to artists. So it's all about, bro. It's all about black-owned businesses, bro. Like people starting to realize that it's a it's a bigger picture than just a name brands, bro. Like these brands is like really investing back into artists and like. It's really the quality, not the quantity, no more. And I think people are starting to realize that. I think it shows the difference between like somebody that is rapping to get out of their situation and is just rapping to rap. Because I feel like a lot of a lot of people once they get in that spotlight, they just get like addicted to it somewhat. Yeah. And they just like they 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 believe all this stuff. There's cameras out every time somebody see them. Like mm-hmm. that that can that can fill your head up. Like right. anybody, just a regular person. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I just feel like sometimes. They get stuck in that in that spotlight. And they just forget about the other money moves that they can make, mm-hmm. and not just be dissing other rappers. Like, yeah. you know what I'm saying? Like, that doesn't really sound kind of crazy. <laughs> that's the only job where niggas is just dissing each other. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, all right, like, come on, man. 
Things be weird, for real. I don't know about y'all, but like the month in February, you know, it's been it's been pretty crazy. You know, we got addressed Bobby Schmurda, You know, finally got home. Like, Bruh, that's what I was just about to say. This six didn't switch. Come on now. <laughs> Oh, the, hat, the hat came down. No cap. <laughs> Come on now. Big body. You know he had to touch back down. That. But I really hope his first encounter being on the outside world wasn't with those white women. Like, I really hope that was a Photoshop image or... <laughs> bro, did y'all see... Bro, did y'all see... Hey, the, really did Memes and stuff. Talking about so Bobby Spurdy got his first test. <laughs> <laughs> so he got his first test from the devil. We're like, What? <laughs> Like, what is going on, bro? They don't be talking about anything, bro. That, that is hilarious. But on a serious note, how did I feel like Bobby Schmurda, someone being in prison? You know, I mean, I'm not going to say six years ain't long because I ain't never spent no time in jail. So I can't tell another man how long six years is. But how did I feel like, you know, being away for that long on vacation? How, how he'll integrate back into society? Bro, if you're going to sit down for six years, bro, that's a, <laughs> that's a bid, bro. Yeah. That you, you went to go sit down for real. Six years? Like, it's... Let's be realistic. Can I'm not I ain't gonna say can because you're gonna have to if you ain't got no choice. <laughs> like can if and buts about that. I'm just saying, like, six years, like if somebody said you tell them you gotta do six years right now. Like shit. That's what I'm saying. That'll blow you. So you know what I'm saying? Look, look. Bobby Smurder did it the right way. You know what I'm saying? You gotta command somebody, you know what I'm saying? He ain't he didn't do nobody dirty. He did what he was supposed to do in terms of Looking out for his brother, especially if y'all know y'all in a situation. If y'all know y'all was in the streets, then mm-hmm. stay to that code and don't be like six nine and, and try to switch up because of <laughs> different situations. But we ain't gonna talk about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like um, I feel like first I just hope like he's not. They don't. I hope his team don't rush him to do anything. Like y'all said, six years is long time to be away from society, especially now like with the internet age and social media like i just hope he takes time to really be with his family like be with his niggas like get integrated back in society the correct way that's why i'm glad like to see him not like you know the video that went viral of him like not drinking and shit even though people was writing think pieces on twitter about why he wasn't drinking or whatever da, 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 but it wasn't that deep mm-hmm. he was like he wasn't trying to go back on whatever it wasn't as deep as people trying to make it seem but and like 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 uh sean just said like we need to he really need to be glorified for what he did with all the how easy it is for people to clout chase and do stuff for, for clicks and stuff. He really took a bid for his homeboy. You know, he took more years for his homeboy so his homeboy could be good. You know, that's honorable, and we should, like, really – everybody should be showing him love. The way motherfuckers be showing 6 9 love and, like, in his snitch, you know what I'm saying? Everybody should be showing Bobby love for doing the right thing. You know what I'm saying? He should have hella followers. He should be, His followers should go up. When he drop music, it should go crazy, you know what I'm saying? Because he did the right thing, and that need to be glorified in this – this fast-paced, flash-of-the-pan world that we live in in 2021. Mm-hmm. That's real shit. But I think most of his um, songs, not most of them, I think the hot songs, like Hot Nigga, um, uh, was it, Computers, uh, just like some of the songs that he's like widely known by, that people know, like Bobby Smyrna made that song. I think some of them like went platinum, gold, by like uh, RIAA records, or like the association that like credits, like uh, records and whatnot. So he's getting his due diligence, but like I said, I just don't know, like, What's gonna be the next Bobby Smurda song? You know what I mean? Bro, I honestly don't feel like he even have to. Let, let yeah, me, I don't think he has to. Let drop me it. Like, I feel Bobby is not about to be a rapper. You know, I, I mean, he gonna be Bobby Smurda. Yeah. But I feel like I don't know if rapping is like what his like what he's focused on right now. Mm-hmm. I really just see him. You know what I'm saying? Like he he can be put in positions that you got you got to think about it. 
a lot of the young niggas that was running around when GS9 was popping mm-hmm. is grown now. Like Pop Smoke, Fabio yeah. Foreign, like, you know what I'm saying? Them niggas is really yeah. running this shit now, you know what I'm saying? So, like, he really could... R.P. the Woo. You know what I'm saying? He really could be put in a position where he making boss moves, not yeah. just, oh, I got to get back in the studio and <laughs> yeah. start rapping because my fans want to hear me make music. Like, yeah. no, he don't got to do that. He, You know what I'm saying? Like, some, so many people like, where's the first day out track? I'm like... There's so many people on the internet that don't understand like real life, bro. Like they don't understand jail. Like mm-hmm. they don't under, like they just be like, I don't, I don't get people. Like I really don't. That, that just don't understand. You can tell there's some people that they never had nobody in their family that was locked up or something mm-hmm. like that. Cause they, the first thing yeah, you yeah. gonna say when he come out is say, where's the first day out track? Yeah. Like what? Bro, I don't know if y'all um, remember seeing it or not, but I think uh, Quavo picked him up from the airport. I think uh, when he was in prison, he was just learning a whole bunch about real estate. Like he already. He was already had his mind made up what he was going to do as soon as he got out. So, you know, well, I think Josh, you mentioned you said something earlier about him just getting acclimated back in society. I feel like for him to kind of pick up some sort of knowledge, pick up some sort of trade um, for what he can do whenever he gets out. I feel like he's going to be set. Um, I feel like he's going to be an icon. And like y'all say, you really don't have to really drop no more music like he can. But like, you know, he's kind of like people going to remember him and he's going to get taken care of. That's how I view it. And that's how it should be, at least. Yeah, I was gonna hit on that point. Uh, the the quote about him talking about real estate. I don't think I was gonna hit on that before you you beat me to it. I don't think people realize like jail changed you, bro. Like prison prison changes you, bro. Like you got you get time to think, bro. You get time to read. You get time. I done heard people's story like talk about prison and people that be around. Like it be people in there for murder who like really smart and really done change. You know, in prison. You know what I'm saying? Like so if you don't want to rap, people that's hell that people. Talk, I didn't even know that people was talking about where the first day out track is. Like that's hell, bro. Like. That's why I hate our society nowadays, bro. Like, let that man, if you want to do real estate, let that man do real estate. We need more black people in real estate. So these people, when we going to to banks to get loans and stuff and to, to get out to get our credit right, to get get a house, like we need people in real estate to educate us. Like we need more black people in real estate and in banking and, and shit. Like shit like that is important, bro. Like, I think we need to like people don't be thinking. Like, like you said, people weird, bro. People don't be thinking like this nigga has just came out of jail. Yeah. Rapping probably the last thing on his mind. For real, for real. Yeah. As soon as you come from jail and you start acting different, they want to call you a clone. I'm like, <laughs> do y'all not understand? Like they was in jail, yeah. not like no institutionalized. Yeah, not like no magical place. Like they just disappeared <laughs> or something. Like they went to jail. Yeah. Like when Kodak first got out of jail and he was just like skinny and being whatnot. Yeah. Skinny. He was like calm, reserved. They was like, well, he, you know, he was getting tortured and shit. Yeah. They was like Kodak a clone. I'm like, what? <laughs> like seriously? That's the first thing you. Said? They said the same thing about Gucci. Same thing. Like, bro, I don't understand people. Yeah, that's weird. Bro, it's all that shade room and TMZ and DJ Academic shit, bro. Like, niggas just going on the internet, bro, to make a name for themselves and get a paycheck for talking about other niggas' lives, bro. Don't know shit about them, just, like, talk about them. Niggas get paid for that shit and run drama. Until they get their temperature check. They're be looking cool. I'm surprised niggas ain't hemmed up academic shit. No, for real. Nah, for real, for real. Bro, I think there's been multiple opportunities to do it, but I just think his either his security good, or he's gonna be outside, bro. It's one of the two. Bro, <laughs> I just, these are academics. He just see this is the this is the real reason. I don't, and I ain't gonna say I don't like him. I just this is what I don't like about what he does. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm gonna be very specific here. Like, you know, cause we know we knew academics like he got known for talking about like. Chirac, like, talking about Chicago, talking about, like, yeah. you know what I'm saying, shootings and everything. Of course, he made it comical, made it funny. Yeah. But he was talking about real situations, like, real people dying, real yeah. sons, 
cousins, brothers. Like, you talking about real situations. So, of course, that's a tender topic when you talk about people that's, like, somebody loved ones, regardless right. of what it is, regardless of the situation. Mm-hmm. Like, if your brother get killed, you're not going to be thinking, like, oh, well, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you're you going to be hurt. That's how you feel. Yeah. But academics, every time he get pressed or or somebody say something to him, he be like, why y'all coming at me? I'm just the... I'm just the radio guy. I'm just the, why are you coming at me? Like, academics, what are you talking about? You're talking about that. That's why they're coming (laughs) at you. You can't just talk about it and then as soon as somebody check your temperature, you're going to be like, don't come to me. I'm not a rapper. I'm not a gangster. Like, okay, well, stop talking about it then. Yeah, try to throw the rock yeah. I don't know if y'all remember, uh, Vic Minstead actually uh, called him out on it. I, th- I, th- I think he appeared on the show or whatever, and he was like, yeah, I hear, you, I hear you be talking a lot, but I ain't never seen you in the city. Like, and, that, and that's real. You can't talk about something that you've never been a part of. Sheesh. But that's what I'm saying, though. Like, people make a living out of it. Like, the whole thing with uh, Polo G and, like, the whole, you know, like, bad-to-bad murderous stuff, like Mo3, um, King Von, uh, Pop Smoke, like, that whole, like, span of, like, you know, artists, like, passing away. DJ Academ was always, like, one of the first people to report it. And, you know, they would actually be people to report other rappers' beats and stuff like that from stuff that happened. Mm-hmm. And P- Polo G even said, like, a lot of these, like, internet clowns and gangsters or whatever, they're the ones that's creating the beefs among rappers. Like, there's not really a beef at all, but they're putting in your minds that I got a problem with this dude when it couldn't even not be a problem at all. So, like, right. long story short, bad news is going to travel further than good news. That's really what it boils down to. It boils down to that, and people don't know what they be listening to. Yeah. Like, people be saying stuff in lyrics, and they just completely miss what they're saying. Like, oh, he talking about... No, he's not. Like, they just don't know... You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Just not in the loop and trying to talk about stuff. It's okay if you don't know everything. It's okay. <laughs> like, niggas trying to feel like they know everything about every artist, about every situation. Like, that was there or something. Yeah. Like, come on. Let's be realistic. Well, shoot. I mean, y'all had just touched on lyrics, you know, and I've been... I can't even hold this back no more. Like, we got to address the Drake drops. Scary hours, too. Like, you see, you like, can't hold it back no more. <laughs> yeah, no, I can't, bro. We already... 59 minutes and 53 seconds into this. Please. Scary hours, too. Oh, I, I, I was waiting for you to say something about it. I was wondering what you was doing. Oh, I was waiting. And it, now's the moment. Talk to me. So how I feel? Yeah, like, what? how do you feel about Scary Hours 2? Like, what's your... Because, I mean, as all, as all y'all know, Certified Lover Boy supposed to drop in January. Cap. You know, March. Bro, I don't get it with Drake, bro. Like, this man is MJ at this point when it comes to dropping music. Like, he just doesn't miss. I don't get it. Bro. I honestly believe and wholeheartedly at this point, we can't deny that Drake's the best artist ever, like, grace this earth, like, the different hey, genres. Hey, hold on, hold on, hold on. Before you even go into that, you know, we got to pay some bills first. So, firstly, this episode is sponsored by Anissa Ray Beauty. It's your one-spot shop for all your ladies' hair needs. She's got incredible bundles, and if your money good, you can book an appointment with her to do it for you. For my ladies or the fellas trying to do something special for your ladies, go ahead and follow her on Instagram at Anissa Ray Beauty, or go straight to her website at AnissaRayBeautyLLC.com to get your products today. If anyone else interested or with the business trying to get a sponsorship, feel free to contact us on IG and Twitter at Wait at Eight to reserve your sponsorship. You know what I'm saying maybe he gave us scary hours too. So like, what are y'all thoughts on it? And so based okay, on the track, okay. So sorry ahead. to cut you. Sorry, sorry to cut you off, e, but I want to get y'all opinions on that. Like, when do y'all think CLB is dropping? So when he dropped Scary Hours One, it came out January 2018. When he dropped Scorpion, that was June 2018. Uh-huh. So do y'all think he dropped Scary Hours because the album ain't coming till like late? Summer, he dropped Scary Hours just for the teaser because that, because really CLB, he gonna hit us on the top of the head with CLB sooner than we think. Like maybe April, maybe early May. Like what y'all, what y'all, what y'all thinking? I'm, I'm thinking probably May-ish. I would say May, the latest early June. 
The reason I feel like that is because Drake always wants the summer. Like, that's just, like, looking back historically, like, that's just how Drake is. Drake always wants the summer. You know right. what I'm saying? Yeah. So when he first said that he was dropping an album, like, in January, I already knew that was Cap. I'm like, he's not dropping an album in January. <clears throat> it sounds good. Yeah. If anything, I said I thought that he was going to drop it on Valentine's Day, Certified Lover Boy. So I was like, maybe he might drop it on Valentine's Day. We see that didn't happen. Now we got Scary Hours 2. So I'm thinking that the album is going to the, the album is going to come probably in the summertime because if it was going to come a little bit earlier, what would be the reason to drop Scary Hours 2? You know right. what I'm saying? So I feel like he dropped it just to hold people off. You know what I'm saying? But I do feel that he had a message for Scary Hours 2. Just like in Scary Hours 1, like Drake is very calculated. So everything he's doing is for a reason. So mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? We might not know what it is right now, but I feel like Drake always wants the summer, bro. So I feel like summertime we we gonna get a we gonna get a project. You really brought that down just now, bro. Good shit. <laughs> what you think? What you when you think it coming? Um, you was making on January. I was like, Eric, it's not dropping in January. You, I just, I just, I thought it'd be cool. That's all. I think I think if not April, then probably the summertime. Like how you were saying, I feel like it's coming really soon though. All right. Well, Eric asked us how we felt about when the um, what is it, project album EP? Yeah, EP. When when the EP dropped, but I'm gonna tell you how Eric felt when the EP dropped. Eric was literally texting us throughout the whole day Friday, talking about bro, Drake is just so hard. Like, <laughs> he was literally rapping for four minutes straight. This is not what Eric gonna tell y'all, but I'm gonna tell y'all. So Eric, like I said, Eric was the most excited <laughs> whenever this just dropped. Bro, I've never been so excited for somebody to drop three songs. <laughs> bro, he rapped for four minutes straight on Lemon Pepper. He said, bro, are y'all listening? I was like, hey, it just dropped. Like, give me time to listen to it. He said, I mean, y'all listen to it. Then you can just say that, Keith. Bruh. It was, I mean, it was more songs than I thought. I thought he was just going to give us, like. It was more songs? I thought he was going to give us, like, two songs, one song. I thought it was one song that was dropping. I was like, oh, we got I mean, three. Scary Hours 1 was only two songs. Two songs, yeah. Diplomatic Community and um, I can't remember the other one. God's Plan. God's Plan, yeah. It was only two songs. But, um, nah, I agree with the whole theory that we're going to get a summer, um, a summer drop. So, uh. Honestly, I think the whole premise of the album, um, for the EP, Scary Hours 2, like, he's going, he's almost like he's going back into that dark mode and whatnot that he, you know, that we know that he can get into. And, you know, the reason, well, I think one of the factors that he didn't drop in January, as Eric speculated, is because didn't Drake tear his meniscus with ACL again playing basketball? Drake, we don't care about that. That has nothing to do with your rapping ability. Bro, the thing about it is, he his marketing team is amazing because they marketed like he was in the NBA, like he was about to be hurt for four to six weeks of the meniscus tear. Like, I, was like reserve. I think Drake really thinks he's an athlete, bro. For real, for real. do he really do? Right. What's what's your favorite songs off the off the EP? What do you think is the best song? Is is I mean, I it got to be Lemon Pepper, right? Is it is it even debatable? <laughs> why is it Lemon Pepper? Why is it why does it have to be Lemon Pepper? Because yeah. because Ross, I mean. Exactly. For one, Ross and Drake don't miss. They don't. One, I think that automatically gives it replay value because they they don't miss. When you hear a Ross and Drake record, like you know what you're gonna get. You're gonna get a great record. I think. I don't know. Like he he I, in in the interview. I know y'all seen it. The, uh, when he did a Rap Radar interview, he said his favorite rep records is when he he gives those sporadic thoughts. Though he rapping, he gets those sporadic thoughts, and it, and it all seems like yeah. it's like different places, but it all comes back to one thing. You know what I'm saying? It all comes back. It all coincides with each other. That's right. exactly what he did on Lemon Pepper. And the shit was a stream amazing. of country. Bro, he rapped for four minutes straight. 
<laughs> that shit crazy. That shit was amazing. Bro. That's the best song on the EP. It's for me. It's either that or what's next. I play. I've been playing both of those every day. So. Yeah, the the little baby song, it was straight, but I feel like it was nothing I. I feel like it was nothing I haven't heard before. <clears throat> but he, I think here's the thing with that though. I think it plays in the marketing because. Little baby, you know, he's arguably, you know, on top right now. He's the hottest right now, so it makes sense for him to have him on there. Yeah, I, and I feel like he's he's not gonna put that on the album, but they know. Well, Drake knows he's just got to get little baby on at some point, so I'm glad he just got him on this and, you know, I, the scary hours too, because I feel like he knew he had to get him on a project. So this is what I'm thinking. I think that Drake is going to have little baby on the album. The reason I think that is because I feel like Drake is somewhat of a culture vulture. You know what I'm saying? I feel like he understands. Lil Baby is the hottest right now. So he was like, all right, I'm about to go ahead and put his song on a little EP. But let's be honest. That song could have been harder. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So either they have a harder song and it's going on the, the project, or that's the song. I don't think none of these songs will be in the project, though. No, 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 no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that I think Lil Baby and Drake have another song. Oh, okay. I just don't feel... Because if you... I feel like he has to have Lil Baby on the project. Like I, I just feel like that's what Drake is going to do. I feel like Drake is going to have Lil Baby on the project. Right now, he know Lil Baby hot right now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like I feel like he's just going to have him on the project. But now that he put him on the little Scary Hours 2, I'm thinking like, well, maybe he's not going to have him on the project. Maybe he's just like, let me go ahead and get it out of the way. That's what I'm thinking. I don't think uh, Baby going to be on the album because, one, he said CLB is going to be more concise than... uh. Obviously, it's not going to be a double album, but he said it's going to be, like, pretty concise. He's going to keep it to, like, 15-ish type. And he said, uh, and, and I think we know, like, from, from knowing, from, like, seeing Drake's, uh, how Drake do his albums, like, he he brings up a lot of people. Like, he he puts people on that we don't know about. You know what I'm saying? Right. So, I feel like if the album be, is going to be concise, and he hasn't dropped the album in damn near three years, I feel like we're going to get a lot of artists. Or it's not gonna be that many features, but the features we gonna get is gonna be artists we may not know about, may not be household names, because he's known for doing that. He did that with Sanfa, he did that with uh Giveon. Georgia, Giveon, Georgia. Yep. Like he known for doing that. So I feel like just for that, I feel like that's why I'm more with you, Sean, on the point of saying he put him on an EP just to get that that baby and Drake feature out of the way. He put Ross on it just to get that that Drake and Ross bar up track out the way for the EP because he know on the album that's not what it's gonna be. Jeez, that's solid. And you know, a lot of people will say, I think, as a matter of fact, I think I might have heard DJ Academic say this, but uh, Drake needs a little baby record or something like that. And I feel like at this point in the game, I, people are really just trying to find a way to nitpick at Drake. So, like, let's say Certified, Certified Lover Boy could, is his best album of all time. They're going to be like, oh, it was great because Lil Baby was on here. And I feel like Drake really doesn't want to mess with that. So, I feel like that might have been part of the reason why he was on Scary Hours, too. But back to what you were saying, Sean, about are we going to get another record from them? I did see that. Uh, I think Baby and um, Dirk is supposed to drop something soon, so I wouldn't be surprised if that record ends up on that project or a project later on for Lil Baby. That's what I heard. Right, yeah. I heard he's supposed to drop, like, three new projects. He's supposed to drop, like, another, like, concise album with just him on it. Then I heard about this one. He also supposed to drop Lamborghini Boys, where everybody that's on the track got Lamborghinis. Yeah, he's supporting that since like last man. Yeah, facts, something like that. Y'all, y'all, think, y'all think right now Baby bigger than Dirk right now? Do do I think they're the, like they're gonna come out with an album? Or you asking that they're the hottest right now? No, I'm asking do you do you think Baby is hotter than Dirt right now? The bigger artist right now? Yeah. Right now, 
like today. Yeah, I think it's fair to say that. He's not far behind though, so so it's like it's kind of tough to look. I mean, Dirk has had one of the greatest resurgences in his uh, like of an artist's career, probably that I've ever seen. Like right. real, for real. Like Dirk, not no new rapper or nothing like that, but right now he going crazy. Like we I just mean, gotta honestly, bro. We just gotta call it what it is. Honestly, bro, I just think it's really the Drake effect, bro, because I feel like when Baby got that Drake feature on Yes Indeed or, like, you know, some song that he was on with Drake, Lil Baby started being, like, the hot topic. And now that Lil Dirk was on Laugh Now, Cry Later, all eyes on Dirk now. So I just think it's his time to, you know, it's, it's the Drake effect. I just think it's his time to, you know, really shine. I wouldn't fully put it all on Drake, though, because at the end of the day, like, but I was gonna put all on Drake, cause like you know, like the whole King Von and you know, CC3 yeah, yeah, yeah. all that shit, all that shit played a part in it. But he had no control over that though, like that that was some unfortunate events. Right, right, right. But I'm saying it all initiated. I'm not gonna say it all initiated, but it's no coincidence that after that song came out, bro, laughing our cry later, and the music video came out with Drewski and all them boys and Odell Beckham mm-hmm. and Kevin Durant. Like, mm-hmm. come on, bro. And then Juicy started becoming a hot topic after that. Like, it's a, it's a Drake effect, bro. Yeah, I mean, well, I'm not I before think- that, but he definitely took a step up with being on the Drake. On yeah. being on the Drake video. So, yeah, I get what you're saying. I think what Drake does, he exposes you to the popular crowd. Because if you look at Lil Durk music, like, only only the real ones will probably resonate with what he's saying. Like, same thing with, like, other artists that he might have put on before. Like, they were popular in their certain subsects. But Drake, he'll, like, he'll give you the exposure. And then from there, like, that's when you got to either make a break. That's when you make yourself that household name. You, so, and you see Lil Durk has done it. Uh, Lil Baby's done it. So, I think, to accuse credit what you were saying, I think that's true. Yeah, I would say I was I was I would definitely say it helped. It helped Dirk being on that song last year. It helped mm-hmm. Dirk for where he's at now, especially before he dropped his project. And let's be honest, Dirk was been working hard this last the last yeah. year and a half. Yeah. He dropped two albums in twenty twenty, ain't it? Yep. You know what I'm saying? So like just because y'all waited two and on the voice. Yeah, and the voice. So I mean, he been working like so. I feel like it's a lot that play into it, but. I feel like it's a lot for him to even have get on that Drake song. Like Drake could have put anybody on that yeah. on that song. We don't talk about, we don't speculate why we think Dirk is on that song. Mm-hmm. But yeah. being realistic, I mean, Lil Dirk was forgot the lyrics to to his verse, and and now we all just be singing. That. <laughs> <laughs> we all just be singing that. We don't don't even know what we singing. We just singing it. You know what I'm saying? So it's just like I don't know. Dirk Dirk going crazy right now, bro. Mm-hmm. Like. For back and blood for Pooh Shiesty, everybody knows Dirk. Come on, verse, bro. Everybody know Dirk's verse. If you don't even know Pooh Shiesty verse, you know Dirk's verse. Like that's crazy, bro. Like I don't know. Dirk low key got a little effect for real. Yeah, Dirk got it, yeah. Like being being realistic, like we gotta give him his flowers. Like why they do? Like real for real. He really been he really been working. And Sean, I got. Every time like this comes up, I gotta give you a flowers for that because the way you broke down, I can't remember what episode that was. When you broke down, laugh now, cry later. And you had told me and Q some shit that I don't think we'd even thought of or heard about before. So, every, every I just gotta bring it up to you, but that was some good shit there. Hey, you remember what it was? I, I don't remember what he said, but it was just something that me and you didn't think about before. Um, and it was regards to no, it was talking about the ghost town and all the Kanye West references and stuff like that. I don't think we really processed it how you know Sean did. Bro, Drake always got a message in his music. Like even even with the Scary Hours two, I feel like it's a message in what he was, why he did Scary Hours two. We probably just don't know it yet, but we gonna we gonna listen to it and listen to it and listen to it and be like, oh, that way he's talking. You know what I'm saying, Drake? Come on now, 
Drake not just yeah, I saw something. P for no reason. Like we gotta look into this. Definitely. Yeah, I saw something on Twitter. It said Drake just boasts different different than everybody else. And like you if you look at some of the verses, like it's definitely definitely there. But as far as that deeper meaning, yeah, I'm definitely still trying to figure that out. So y'all boys let me know if y'all figured it out before me. <laughs> and you, you definitely hit on that, Sean, when talking about Dirk got a little effect. Like Dirk has an effect because like Koi Ray, that's why her rollout going so crazy right now, cause she like Dirk was the perfect person to that remix, bro. He was she he was the perfect person. Like the no parties regular song was going crazy already. Already had a TikTok dance. Already was going crazy. Everybody know to have a hit song these days, you got to go through TikTok kind of most most of the time, unless you like somebody like Drake or J Cole or somebody. But it was going crazy, and then Dirk just got on it, and it just exploded way more, way more. Okay. Dirt got an effect, bro. Dirt, bro. Dirt been working. He said you the voice of the streets. He is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, bro. I ain't gonna argue with him. I'm definitely not gonna argue with him. Dog, we already uh, reached our little time on um, thing. We're like an hour out. Well, an hour into this podcast. Bro, we just been vibing. You know how it go. Nah, fact. <laughs> but um, before we close it out though, um, kind of want to get a glimpse of like you know, or like give the people an idea like you know what y'all boys been like watching, what y'all boys been listening to, so. There's been a lot of stuff that's coming out. Snowfall came back out. Definitely. Um, you know, there's been a couple of black films that came back out. Uh, you don't gotta, we don't gotta talk about the ones I've named, but like uh, Judas and the Black Messiah, Malcolm Marie, um, just just a bunch of like, you know, like good black shows. That's that's really what I can, that's best way I can describe it. So Definitely. like, not the ones that I name unless I want to talk about it, but like, what's what's been in y'all like rotation as far as like TV shows, documentaries, and stuff like that? Like, what y'all been watching? Shit, I've been watching. Well, you touched on Judas and the Black Messiah. If you haven't seen that movie yet, tap in. It's a really, really good movie. Um, if you don't know the story, well, I ain't even, matter of fact, I ain't even get into it. Just watch the movie. It's a really good story. It's a true story. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, about the Black Panthers. I don't know if y'all know it or not, but I mean, it's going to piss you off, so go ahead and get prepared for that. But <laughs> yeah. it's a good movie. I've been, I've been watching that. I've been watching. You know I've been on that snowfall. Yeah, snowfall. You know I got to get on that. But. Frank, pimp, Frank, pimp Frank or Pat? Definitely. But I mean, other that's probably that's probably it though. Probably too. I haven't um. Well, never mind. I'm getting mad. I'm about to talk about the Pop Smoke movie, but nah, not yet, not yet, <laughs> not yet. <laughs> never mind. Uh, I watched. Uh, of course, Snowfall has been going crazy. Of course, if you ain't if you ain't watching Snowfall in 2021. You gotta figure it out, man. You gotta watch the snowfall at all. This for years, man. Come on, man. Hop on. You gotta figure it out, bro. There's no excuse why you ain't. You need to if you ain't got Hulu, you need to cop somebody Hulu account, and you need to watch that for sure. Um, I actually watched Malcolm and Marie, and it's it's an acquired taste. Some people love it, some people hate it, but you really gotta. It's a it's a satire, so you gotta like do your research on it. After you watch it, you gotta research it, and then you'll kind of understand it better. Because it's kind of, like, hard to understand, but you got to, like, do your research. Like, do your research before or do your research after, and you'll kind of get it more. But I enjoyed it. I don't know if I'll watch it again, but I enjoyed it. Right. Okay. I fell asleep on it. I ain't even lie to you. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I should watch it again. I need to research, like Penny was saying. I ain't did no research or nothing. I just watched it, and that, that bit boring. Maybe I should watch it again. Um... I mean, y'all listen some great shows. Uh, I think one of the big ones I've been watching was uh, WandaVision. It's like that uh, Marvel superhero show. I don't know if y'all tapped in yet, but definitely, definitely a good watch. Um, yeah, but I really just be listening to music, so I really should try to tap into whatever drops. Um, Sean, that dude, I cannot remember his name, but uh, it's Jetson. Um, and what's the dude's name? They made Cheesecake? 
Oh, you talking about Highway? Right. I just been basically playing that joint since it dropped. So between WandaVision and that project, that's really what I've been on. Jeez. So what tap in? Not for real. <laughs> but yeah, everything that y'all been saying, I watched Malcolm Marie. I liked it. Uh, I watched it twice, as a matter of fact. Uh, it's interesting, like uh, Penny said, it's acquired taste, but you got to look beyond, you know, the delivery of it because a lot of people don't like that it was just all a shot in one scene. Like, we actually get to see, I'm not going to give it a glimpse of, we actually get to see different parts of what they were talking about in the movie. So a lot of people said about that. A lot of people said that it was black and white. They didn't like that aspect, but I get over that. God dang. Yeah, get over that. You know, we we old. We I mean, not we old, but like we older. Like, so we should, you know, look beyond like cartoons and you know, color <laughs> stuff like that. Like, come on, we old, we grown now. Cause what we do. But um, we'll talk about that in like another episode. Cause uh, surprisingly, a lot of you know girls say they didn't like you know the movie, and I'm just trying to, cause a lot of guys saying they didn't like it, a lot of girls saying they didn't like it, and vice versa. So we we gonna uh, we gonna you know chop it up and break it down a little bit for the next you know upcoming podcast, whenever that may be soon soon. But um, I I got into Lovecraft Country. Uh, yes, sir. Sheesh, that's a good show. Easy E uh, threw me the alley with that uh HBO Max uh, <laughs> subscription. So say so appreciate you, brother. But yeah, I've been getting into that lately. Um, yeah, that's that's pretty much what I've been getting into. And then of course the music. You know, the music never leaves me. I never leave the music. So. <laughs> I'm about to say if y'all, the rest of y'all boys got HBO. Gotta tap into Watchmen. They went crazy. And as far as like historical context and backgrounds, like. That really kind of shined my eye. Well, not shine my eyes, but it really just gave a lot more exposure to like the Tulsa riots and the massacre for Black Wall Street and the way they tied that in, bro. Is it's basically on the same impact as uh, Lovecraft Country. So if y'all ain't tapped in, definitely watch that. Bit. Something else I want to tap into, uh, just to tap, just to hit on the music is Bryson Tiller. You know, he dropped that deluxe, that anniversary deluxe. A lot of people, a lot of people love anniversary. A lot of people don't like it. I just think. Uh, Trap Soul was such a classic time in people's lives and it meant so much to a lot of people, it meant so much to me that people just listening to his music and still kind of have Trap Soul in the back of their mind and you gotta you kind of gotta let it go, you know what I'm saying? Like You gotta enjoy him for who he is now, enjoy him for what stage he is he's in now and he still makes incredible music Like I'm a, I'm a, right. that's, that's a hill I'm ready to die on Like I'm a big B. Tiller fan, if you know me you know that, Deluxe, the, the anniversary deluxe is going crazy, the sequencing on the anniversary album overall is crazy mm-hmm. and the visuals the Bruh, oh my god Bro, what was that one what was that one he just dropped what was that song uh tom tom's clock clock uh, no no come on hold on i'm about to look it up real quick uh like clockwork like clockwork that's what it's come called come on now come on now like i knew it was something like that I just feel like a lot of people have been sleeping on my boy Pen Griffey, and he's 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 still one of them. He's still one of the best in his R and B shit, and he deserves his respect. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to put that out there on this platform. You know what I'm saying? Bro, we we people we have to really tap into is the music good or not? That's really what it comes down to, bro. Is the music good or not? Not not if it's better than the last album because yeah. too many we we get on that topic too much. Yeah. Is it good or not? Yeah, that's just what we gotta put it at. Stop comparing it to the previous work and look at it as a new body of work. Yeah, he's at a different point. It's like you're not gonna, if he was still talking about the stuff in 2015, then there would be a problem. Yeah, right? so, like come on now, like this man. Yeah, I mean, you stagnant. You gotta grow. Yeah, I'm pretty sure he's still not trying to get his baby mama back. If he's still trying to get it back, then she not she not meant to be happy at this point. I'm telling you. Yeah. <laughs> God dog. No. You might need to leave her alone. Not facts. 
Nah, there's definitely been, you know, a plethora of uh, music going out on OTF, you know, Lil Durk, uh, Crew or whatever. They dropped the album. Um, like we already said, Drake dropped Scary Hours 2. Um, there's, some, there's been some other shit that's been dropping too uh, that I'm not going to speak about, but, you know, there's, there's been a plethora of music. So, like, all the good content is out here, movies, TV shows, films, podcasts, um, the NBA still going on. Uh, it's really just been, you know, a way to for us to, like, you know, get reengaged into, I feel like, the society. Because I feel like outdoors is about to open back up sooner than we think, you know, being being realistic. What y'all boys think about, you know, going outside? Because, you know, y'all boys be outside pretty frequently from, you know, what social media be saying. Jeez. So it seems like y'all boys already getting integrated to being outside. Oh, Q, 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 you snitching right now? Jeez. That boy is going federal right now. What the <laughs> heck? <laughs> but now nah, I'm gonna give I'm gonna give my perspective on it because like okay so if we're gonna be honest the country never really shut down if we're gonna be honest this year that we've been in the pandemic that's why we're still in the same predicament that we're in but my take on it is like every day I gotta go to work I'm risking my health I don't know what y'all professions is I don't know if y'all gotta go if y'all in class or whoever in class people who gotta go to school like who gotta go to class and they're risking their health so like who who are who are we to say risk your health when you when you getting a check and risk your health when you're doing this, but you can't be outside? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We not until the country fully shuts down and people fully and they pay us <laughs> pay us enough to really shut down like these other countries getting paid. And you if you risking your health going to going to work and going to class and doing everyday life because this country ain't taking care of us, you can't get mad when people going outside having fun. Right. You know what I'm saying? Especially when people ain't getting haven't gotten contacted with the virus maybe it's maybe that's irresponsible for me to say but i'm just keeping it hot i'm just keeping it honest and we got to be honest you know what i'm saying like young people who got strong immune systems who who not not worried about no virus but they're gonna be outside especially if this country is making us be outside mm-hmm. and that's just my take on it Right. Getting too close to the summer for, you know, people tired of sitting in the house where people tired of like doing the whole virtual shit. Like people want to go back outside and, you know, weather warm back up, you know, sundress season, you know, open toe shoes, all that. So and for that reason, <laughs> that is, <laughs> is dropping an album for the summer. Yeah. You think you think the first summer we open Drake not going to have it? Come on now. Hey, Y'all are busters if this you think going, Drake going out like that. This will go in history, bro. Literally, this will go in history. Definitely. Come on now. <laughs> It gotta be summer. Drake, he come on now. He's taking over the summer. You know how he do. Sheesh. Well, I mean, uh, I guess to answer your initial question, Q, I don't. I I, I think it's crazy that uh, all these expectations are put in front of us, like what we're supposed to do. But I, I think the main problem that I'm having with all this is that the government really hasn't taken the measures to really take care of us. Like they just approved. Well, they didn't really approve. It's still technically a bill, but I think it passed through one of the uh, places in Congress. You know what I'm saying? But like people. Like, it's homeless people outside in Charlotte. You know what I'm saying? They have nowhere to go. And if anything, they're exposed to the virus like every day. And it's just like, I don't feel like we've taken fast enough steps to really take care of ourselves or individuals in the country. So, I mean, I can see why people want to still go out and have fun because you've not really tried to show us or give us, like, any sort of, like, resources to really take care of ourselves. So, of course, we're going to go out here and, you know, do what we got to do, you know what I'm saying, and continue to live until you guys provide us with the safe measures to get around. Right, right. Set them out for, bro. You ain't paying on. All right, boys. Um, they just uh passed the another round of stimulus checks. What y'all boys gonna do about that stimulus check that's gonna pass around? When it hit my account, then I can answer your question. <laughs> that's all. Look, that's all I got to say. Yeah, I don't. I can't even. I mean, my birthday coming up in a month, so you know what I'm saying. That stimmy might. <laughs> 
This thing might get evaporated real quick. Oh, jeez. <laughs> real quick. But you know what I'm saying? Or I might be responsible. You know, ain't no telling. Like Sean said, you got to hit my account first because, hey, they be playing, man. Bruh. People giving Joe so much hell, bro. Ever since he got elected. Bro, I'm not going to lie. He keep posting on Twitter him just walking through the hallways of the White House. And I just be like, all right, bro. Like, you've been here for like a couple hey, months now. Like, what's up? <laughs> Hey, y'all been seeing a meme of, like, y'all remember when they had the first one and Kamala was like, we did it, Joe. And they keep, they got the meme of her on the phone from that video and they talking about something. <laughs> hey, they know we not doing shit, Joe. <laughs> they asking for their money, Joe. <laughs> you know, them shits be having me weak as fuck. Bruh, okay. I don't understand, bro. Did people think Joe Biden was Jesus or something? Like, when Joe Biden got hit, everything was going to go back to normal, bro. I don't know what people be saying, bro. <laughs> Bro, people were just, I think people just thought, like, he was the answer because Trump was just, you know, so bad. But, like, you know, at the end of the day, you got to see it for what it really is. And I feel like people were deceived and that they really did that to themselves. This, the problem goes back to our education system. <laughs> yeah. Seriously. I don't know. I can't speak on a whole lot of other states, but South Carolina, we know how our public school education system is. You know what I'm saying? Like, last and next last. You know what I'm saying? We products of that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and be like, you know what I'm saying? We products of that. Yeah, so but, watch what you say before you try, because we, we all got a high school diploma. Definitely, definitely, definitely. Hey, be careful. Say, I did not. <laughs> definitely not. Definitely not. 3,200 raised. Definitely. <laughs> And a college education in the state, so I will. I mean, let me let me choose my words carefully here. Bad, bad. I'm just saying, like, I just don't think that the majority of this country understands the political system. Right. Like, I don't. They just don't. But get whose fault is that though? Is political system's fault or is our it's fault? not? It's our fault. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Because we're not educated enough on it. Right. That's that's just how I feel. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. I just feel like you know people just don't be. I don't know. People don't understand Congress. People don't know. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? People don't know what the Senate is. People, you know what I'm saying? People just don't like to a college. People yeah. to this day, and they just voted. Don't they know. Don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like we got to do a better job. How how do we want people to vote and make it feel like this is something that's so equal and everybody voice matters? But in reality, we see there's flaws in the system. Right. So it's kind of just like you see why people like like our grandparents and like great uncles and stuff and they'll be like no i'm not voting my vote don't matter like you see why they say stuff like that because they've seen it for so long you know what i'm saying so it's just like yeah. i don't know like the political system is not hard to understand it's not like but i don't know i just feel like sometimes people just don't know so when people don't know it's easy to sell them dreams right. it's easy to <clears throat> you gonna get this you're gonna get this free education like it's easy to say that when people don't understand how it actually works Right. I, I don't know if you guys have um looked into it yet, but Barack Obama, he just dropped his uh, recent book and he was talking about like the struggles he had just trying to get the basic things that he wanted through Congress. Like he realized that he was really just a face and, the, you know, the Democrat Party, they kind of just used him. And as he was trying to get stuff going in Congress, like he realized like it's, a, it's really a game. Like you really just got to know how to play it. Definitely. Well, during that time, though, Obama never had complete control. I think the House was right. still controlled by Republicans, and the Senate was controlled by Republicans, too. The only thing he had was the presidency. So. Just a figurehead. That's it. But yeah, I knew people didn't know much about the political system when they thought impeachment meant that Trump was going to jail. Like, oh yeah, Trump got impeached, he's going to jail. Bro, y'all don't know how hard that was. <laughs> that conversation I had with my granddad, bro, like, I was trying to, I was, because he was just like, yeah, he's going to be impeached. He's like, he'll be out by Monday. I was like, no, 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 no. <laughs> 
I like impeachment is just the charges brought. You know what I'm saying? He was like, no. He was like, I just watched on CNN when they said he was getting impeached. I was like, no, 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 no. I was like, never mind. Never mind. <laughs> bro, but it, but it be old people like that, bro. Like it's it's a, it's a generational thing. Like, Definitely. I don't know, bro. Yeah, make sure y'all uh, still staying safe, even though, you know, the opening doors is, like, opening outside is slowly uh, happening, but, you know, a lot of people come back from Atlanta from All-Star Weekend, so make, make, sure, make sure you move Bro. your mask. <laughs> did y'all see the um, people putting up GoFundMe's because they got stuck in Atlanta? How are people getting stuck in Atlanta? <laughs> That's my question. How, how are they getting stuck there? Can somebody answer me that? Bro, apparently, like, when people parked their vehicle on the street, their tires were getting confiscated while they were away from their vehicles. So they literally, it's not that they don't want to, they just can't get back for real. <laughs> Bro, I seen one dude, he put on his GoFundMe. I only got, I only came to All-Star Week with $400. And then like, basically shit went left. And like, I really just need help to get home to my uh, baby mama and my daughter. Any dollar, any any donation would help. And I'm just like, first of all, you have priorities before you even decide to take this weekend off. Like, you just, just first be dumb. When, you, when I heard baby mama and daughter, <laughs> you should have been there. Well, you, you, he, matter of fact, he need to take that part off. He might get some donations. Because <laughs> people are wondering, why did you leave your baby mom and your daughter go to All Star Weekend? Bruh. He, I clicked on the link, like, and he ain't had no donation. <laughs> Bro, I don't think they was fucking with that. He said he bought a four hundred dollar one way ticket, so he had no plans of coming back. <laughs> he definitely did. <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, man, well, we're going to go wrap up this episode. It's been about an hour and a half, going on an hour and a half so far. Uh, Penny, appreciate you for coming on, boy. Um, yes, sir. Any uh, last part of words you want to let the people know you already talk about your podcast and, you know, a little bit of lunch that you did give us about what's coming next, but any other part of words you want to give the people? First of all, I just want to thank the guys for having me on, man. It's, it's been fun. It's crazy. It's already been an hour and a half, man. I feel like we just started. You know what I'm saying? It's been a fun conversation. Uh, yeah, man. Just be on the lookout for the podcast. Uh, mark my words. You should be coming back early summer at the latest. I'm going to have the guys on. We're going to do a way to the eight. Uh, mark my words episode. You heard it here first. I'm going to come to the crib and we're going to shoot an episode. But um, yeah, man. I'm just, just appreciate to be able to get on, man. I'm glad we had a good conversation, man. I can't wait for this episode to come out. Right, right. Hey, you see, he's trying to drop the same time as Drake, right? He said he's going to come up. <laughs> 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 like, I like that. Is that Drake effect, bro? He said, okay, if Drake dropped this week, then that means I could drop my next definitely, week. Definitely. <laughs> hey, I, you, hey, listen to the album, then listen to the podcast. Listen to the podcast, then listen to the album. Whichever one you want to hear. In that order. <laughs> my word, you heard it first. Uh, appreciate you for coming again, my boy. Um, like I said, be on the lookout for more of his content, more of our content as well. Make sure I'm being safe out there. Make sure y'all staying in tune, subscribing to all platforms, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Pandora. There's really nothing Jeez, that... I, you have no excuse. Yeah, there's no excuse, bro. So make sure you subscribe to all platforms. As long as you subscribe to one, that's really all that matters because we want you to know as much as we want you to know as well. So stay in the loop, stay in the conversation. Um, y'all be safe within the neighborhood. And this is your boy Marquise Q signing out. All right, man. Like you said, y'all boys running up. Like, hey, I'm I'm not gonna say this too many more times. <laughs> Make sure you subscribe to the YouTube channel. You know what I'm saying? Make sure you follow Way to the Eight on all platforms. We got some big things coming. I, mean, I know that's cliche to say, but we really, we really do got some big things coming for real, for real. So, you know what I'm saying? So like, if y'all mess with us for real, like, go ahead and tap in. But other than that, it's your boy Ray to Rashawn. Y'all boys holding the road.
Yes, sir. It's your boy Easy. You know, it was a pleasure. Glad we did this. And um, like I always say, those saw me last for a night. Enjoy me come in the morning. Y'all be easy. Peace.